Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. With home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. There's the traditional way, where you wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation that costs a small fortune. Or there's the other way, Simply Safe. Simply Safe is everything you need in a home security system. It's award-winning protection, two-time winner of CNET Editor's Choice Award. Simply Safe blankets your whole home in safety. You get comprehensive protection to your entire home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Entry motion and glass brake sensors guard inside. You barely notice it's there. But what's truly remarkable is you can set up the system all by yourself. Anyone can do it. It takes 30 minutes to an hour tops, and there's absolutely no trade-offs to your safety. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police to your home at any moment's notice, 24-7. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. It's why The Verge calls Simply Safe the best home security system. Go to simplysafe.com slash team today, and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure you go to simplysafe.com slash team. That's simplysafe.com slash team. Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh for Los Angeles Angels and 66ers Baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. What is up? It is your boy, Johnny Bang. Joined as always with Dan Garcia. We're also joined by somebody else who's actually made We're joined this week by... Chris, security, or Johnson? Wow! Again, yes. This is the third, third Wednesday in a row. No, no, he missed. He missed one Wednesday, right? Ah, so back to back. All right, there we go. We yeah. gotta start somewhere, I guess. Yeah, we're good. Um, so this is the first time that we all together actually get to recap a game, recap some games. Yeah. Um, you recap the games. few. Yeah, you recap the crap. The few recap. Recap. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Saying, I mean, it I was guess, kind of crap the first series. Yeah, You're I mean, I guess right. I didn't mean to say that, but I guess it worked, worked out. out yeah. Um, but yeah, actual recap of some games. Uh, obviously, Dan reviewed the first couple games out there, the opening day game, and then uh, Saturday. Uh, but we'll talk a little bit about that. But really what we want to get into is the recap of Monday and yesterday's game. We're recording today on Wednesday. Right. So leading, leading you up to pretty much first pitch, pretty close to it. Um, we are on Facebook Live. So obviously, mm-hmm. uh, if you're on there now, you can definitely see it. Yeah. So we're going to recap uh, Monday's game and Tuesday's game real quick. And then we'll get into, you know, tonight's game and then, you know, the series heading into, you know, into the weekend, so let's get into it. Monday, the Angels played Oakland up in Oakland. It was Again, the uh, yeah. yeah, it was the um, 
the finale of the no, uh, Monday. Oh yeah, Monday four, was four yeah, game set. Weird wraparound. Like you mm-hmm. would think, most times it, it ends on a Sunday. On a Sunday. But, yeah, and it just yeah, twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> this one was tough offensively for the Angels. I mean, the offense out hit Oakland nine to six, but could not score with runners in scoring position. I mean, it was the same, yeah, but say that's kind of like would be the if you're looking at a series as a whole, that would be the storyline. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, getting on base, getting guys in scoring position, just not being able to get that hit. I honestly didn't watch the game when it was happening. I was at work, and then I got home and I looked at we were out hitting Oakland, but we weren't winning the game. We had no runs, so I automatically texted you and I said, "Obviously, we're not we're not scoring with runners in scoring position because we out hit Oakland." And just not happening. Eleven guys left on base and one for eight with guys in scoring position again. A theme that's gonna that was there in Oakland for the whole weekend. Yeah. So uh, Canning pitched in this game. He went four and two thirds. He gave up four hits, three and runs, seven strikeouts. Keep adding that strikeout amount for our donation to the Tiger Sky Foundation. I know. I'm gonna have to during the commercial. I'm gonna have to do some quick math. Yeah, we're gonna have to check it out. Maybe maybe we could try to get like some kind of like countdown or some maybe. Uh, like a, I mean, you and Chris are the graphic guys. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a graphic going. We'll try to but, get get that going. Uh, Eighty-two pitches. Yeah, I mean, in four so, and, four so and two thirds. That's that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, eighty-two pitches. Your first time out, coming off that PRP shot. I can understand why they kind of didn't let him finish the fifth. You know, the pitch count was up there. Yeah, you know, and and. I, I I thought he looked okay. Um, room for improvement, obviously. You know, you want you want to see them go into the fifth inning. You want to see that pitch count go down a little lower. Yeah. I mean, typically, eighty something pitches and four and two thirds. That is kind of high. But I think later in the season, I think he keeps going. I think it's just right. so early. It's the first start. Right. I'm not worried about. So it. they dropped this one three to nothing. They got sh- got shut out. Got shut out. This is the first shot out of the season by the angel for the angels. Uh, they fall to one and three. They lost three out of four going in, uh, heading out of Oakland. That's not the start they wanted to get off to. No, but right? I mean Oakland is yeah. is good. It's, I mean it's a good team, and I think they are underrated. Yeah, they I are. Think, I, th- I think I mean when you have three MVP caliber players on your infield, I think you're a good team. Between Olsen, Chapman, and obviously Simeon being third place MVP last uh, last year. And, and honestly, to be honest with you, the Angels lost a few of those games. That opening night game, that, that running That opening error. night, yep. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's there's a, there's games there with the Angels probably, you know, could have left there with the split, possibly even a series win. I mean, they were in it. I, you know, they, they, except for maybe this one because they couldn't score a run for right. for the life of them. But they dropped, they dropped four out, uh, three out of four in the opening series against Oakland. I think some home cooking was what they needed because yesterday, yeah. Tuesday, was the Angels home opener a um, home opener like never before seen ever um the <laughs> yeah. stadium looked pretty cool it looked different from the uh games that they had or the game they had against the Padres in that exhibition season I liked what they did with the stadium the way it looked the tarp yeah. presentation it looked pretty cool it was no it, it looked cool and obviously going into a 2020 season you had no idea what it was going to look like or kind of how it was going to play out but um, you know, kind of like every other stadium, they have their big banners in the outfield. They have the big A logo on in the corners. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think it looked, considering the situation, obviously a packed house would be better. But considering the situation, that it was cool. I liked it. Uh, biggest story of the night, and this one was going to be Anthony Rendon was finally in the lineup, coming back from that oblique injury. Yeah. Just a few, the whole series in Oakland, him coming back with some excitement, get, getting into the game. They're facing the Mariners. And in this one, Patrick Sandoval got the start. He went four innings, gave up one and run, one K, uh, one walk, four Ks. About Patrick Sandoval, what'd you think about 
them kind of did you did you fill out all that? Well, there's an email question about it. Kind of a quick quick. Yeah, I mean, but considering okay, going into the first rotation of the um, pitchers. Sandoval wasn't slated to, to pitch. It, right. This this was he just had COVID. This was yeah. This was Andres's yeah. spot in right. the rotation, but because of the Otani and him going seven and uh, two thirds or five and two thirds, I believe um, they needed a spot start. Uh, I think Sandoval was a guy that they felt comfortable being that spot start, but weren't going to extend him uh, longer than they had to. Yeah. Do you have a pitch count on, on him for this game? Uh, cause I, I didn't yeah. get, I didn't get the pitch count, but I don't think it was extremely high, but I, I understand the situation where I don't think they wanted to extend him too much, but 62 pitches. Wow. Well, it is the first, his first start of the season. So, and in this one, the angels bats came alive as they belted three home runs in this game. Start off by this three, one blast off the bat of Max Stasi. Stasi shoots one out toward right center field. This one has some carry as well. Malik Smith moving back. This one at the wall. Gone. Big fly for Max Stasi. A three-run jack. Stasi gets the Angels on the board with that three-run shot. His first career Angels home run. Um, last That's year. That's kind of crazy when you right, think about it, yeah. Last year, I think he... I don't even remember him getting a hit last year, to be <laughs> honest with you. But, but no, it's good that... He's got some because that was the thing. He has like a you know a little bit of pop. He just has to make contact with it. And I think that's his biggest thing. But it's cool to see guys that have struggling contribute right away. And like you said, maybe it was a home cooking. Maybe, but you know to get that started at that point, it was it was it was really good. Yeah, uh, and then uh, something about his swing was just so short and compact. He drove it to the opposite field. And he got the Angels ahead, uh, cushioned their lead, obviously. Uh, Albert Pujols so wouldn't be left out of this home run barrage as he hit this shot off his bat in the fifth inning. Albert hits one out toward left field, more toward the corner, and that is gone! Big fly for Albert Pujols! Crushed in the left field, he showboated a little bit, kind of flipped his bat. Well, did you see the pitcher beforehand? Yeah, he, a little, did, he did the... Uh, little Hanzo Robles type no, action. Well, yeah, but when he does something like that, I think of uh, Cueto. He's oh, kind of yeah, the first yeah, guy that I seen do that where uh, he kind of gives it a little shimmy yeah. kind of. And, yeah, it kind of seemed like when he was rounding first, he kind of let him know about it too. Yeah, and then he, it was just funny. As soon as the pitcher let it go, he just was uh, like Yeah, disgusting. like he knew right away. And uh, no debut would be complete without a home run as Radon pads the lead and gives the Angels a 10-2 lead. This one's out toward the quarter left field. Got a chance to go, and it does. Big fly from Anthony Rendon. In his Angels debut, in his American League debut, Anthony Rendon hits a two-run shot. I love that because Trout got on and Rendon hit him in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you, I mean, you're looking for, you know, at this point, any kind of production. And it's, you know, maybe see how is the team that you need to get a kind of a spark because they're definitely not Oakland. <laughs> no, Um Curator kind of killed my high yesterday as we were beating the Mariners. He was just kind of telling me, telling us that, ah, it's a Mariners. It is, though, but you got to take care of those guys. I think that's what's hurt Angels in the past before is that yeah, they would lose They to lose them. to those kind of guys, and now, you know, you, you take advantage of it, and, and that's what you need to do. Chris sounded like that fan from the Major League movies, that, that Indians fan. Oh, they're going to blow it in the ninth anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Did you recognize any of the Mariners' names? Sheffield. He was a pretty high-touted prospect at one point. Seeger. Seeger. Nah. 
Vogelbach. Vogelbach. Corey's that, brother, you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Corey's yeah. brother? Corey's brother. Vogelbach. Vogelbach. I mean, that dude don't lift, don't miss a, a lift day, does he? No, that dude is <laughs> jacked. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, though. Even with uh, not a lot of big names, the Mariners always play as hard for the Well, that's what part. I'm saying. Though. you yeah. got to like, take Seattle, we, have, we struggle up there, so. Yeah. But. Yeah. Uh, so, Angels win this one 10-2, win this home opener. I think they needed this win, kind of get them going, because it's not going to get any easier, you guys, because you got the Astros heading into town right after the Mariners. They're heading in here uh, after Thursday's game, so it's going to be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday against Astros at the Big A. Uh, Astros, obviously, right now playing the Dodgers, got into a little little scuffle yesterday. A little kerfuffle. Yeah, so it's not going to get any easier. Uh, but like you said, they need to take care of the they need to take care of the Mariners. Take advantage tonight as we're recording. Recording it's Wednesday night, so Andrew Heaney is taking the hill for the Angels. Pitched great, I second, believe. In, yeah, his second know. go around. So obviously, hopefully, you're you hope for a little bit longer stint. Right. Um, and we'll get to the the, the pitching situation for the last week and, and our email questions. But yeah, you hope for the, the Haney to continue what he did against, again, a good A's team on opening day and just do it a little bit longer uh, with Seattle. Yeah. So that's all we got for the recaps this week. Cause obviously that's how many games they played, yeah. but um, heading into tonight's game, uh, you know, how do you see the team right now? And, uh, and I know it's a small, small sample size, but you know, what, what are your takeaways so far? Like you said, a small sample size, so it's really hard to see or have a feel of the team. Obviously, it's even a smaller sample size when you figure you got your team at full strength now that Rendon's yeah. back. Yeah. Um, something that we didn't mention, Simmons did twist an ankle on right. that uh, Monday night game. Mm-hmm. It is on the IR or IL. They did bring up um, Luis Renjifo. Renjifo. So, um, again, you, you're not... 100% at full strength, but I think you got 95% of the team you want out there right now. Right. Um, but I think, again, it's going to come down to the, the pitching and, and, and just, be, just being good enough because you you kind of saw last night that this team can't produce runs. Maybe it's not, you know, 9, 10 runs every night like they can against Seattle, but um, against a good team, I can see him definitely producing 5 or 6. Right. And if pitching can just hold on something like that it, it'll go a long way yeah i you nail it on the head as far as it's hard to take away we've mentioned it before on podcasts before where in a regular season you're not you don't know what team you have until just before the all-star break and sometimes not even yeah. at the all-star break right sometimes it, it takes a hundred games right so it's it's really hard to kind of gather or capture what kind of team you have right now I, I went on instagram live on our instagram instagram live at halo underscore haven and uh there's already some people questioning Madden's decision making and why is he doing this and I can't believe he did that and why do you think they did this and you know my my honest answer for them was we're three games into the season yeah I mean it's so early we'll see what happens obviously there and we'll get to again I keep on teasing we'll get to that a little bit later Mm -hmm. in more detail but yeah there's some questionable stuff that I'm kind of like I wonder what he was thinking here but um overall I don't think it's been a bad um I think it's been an understandable start to the season. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to remember, you played Oakland, who is not a pushover, who's no. probably the second-best team in this division. Yeah, it might be the first-best Might now. be. Might be. And uh, they played them well. Like I mentioned, they, they there was two games that they were really in there that they just lost. So uh, they could have easily taken the series against A's. And if that's a barometer, then I like our chances moving forward against right. other no, teams. Right. No, I agree, I agree with know? that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and two of the expanded playoffs. Oh, yeah. Um, give yourself a chance. You give yourself a better chance. And if they're not the top one of the top eight in the AL, 
um, then I think, yeah, then I think you have an issue. I think they are definitely a top eight in the AL. Yeah, I would, I would hope so. <laughs> you right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's it for, you know, kind of like what's happening right now with the team, the recap. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back from this side of the break, we're going to have everyone's favorite segment, Curator's yeah, It just Chronicles. keeps on getting requested more and more and, and people love it. Yeah. So we're going to take this quick commercial break and we'll see you guys on the other side. What's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. There's no shortage of action going on with our partner over at BetOnline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer all have resumed play, and BetOnline has the best odds for their upcoming games and matches. Need more? BetOnline has simulated NBA, NFL, UFC live every day for our devoted gamblers and check it out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. That's BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. Boom! Those are the screams I used to make when I would cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Manscaped, for turning my loud shrieks here into multiple peaks. Here, cream of the crop. Man, start taking notes because Manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past. Oh, yeah. Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce painful nicks and tugs. Yeah, those nicks and tugs are gone. This is their third-generation trimmer featuring advanced skin-safe technology. Oh, yeah. Technology so you keep your bad boys nice and smooth. Yeah, nice and smooth. Yeah, that's right. And Manscaped engineering team obsessed over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. They spent 18 months, yeah, 18 months perfecting that great ball hair trimmer ever created. The just released new and improved lawnmower 3.0, yeah, the cream of the crop, yeah, too sweet to be sour, yeah. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The batting year will last you 90 minutes so you can take longer shave. And that water-resistant technology allows you to shave in the shower, too. Oh, yeah, in the shower after that, after that long match. Uh-huh, yeah. One of the coolest features is an LED light that illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. So many people have written in stories about the Lawnmower 3.0 and have sent your man here, yeah. Sent them pictures so I could see the smoothness for myself. And I'll tell you something, man, that ain't kidding. They ain't kidding. This is a cream of the crop. Yeah, oh, God. Oh, yeah. You need to try this out for yourself. Get 20% off plus free shipping when you use armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off when you use armchair at manscaped.com. Oh, yeah. 
It is a beautiful day for a ball game. Uh, one week of baseball in the books, and here it is, the Curator coming to you with another edition of the Curator's Chronicles. And I am now sitting in the Curator's Corner at uh, John's Halo Hall. Yeah, we need some decoration in here. I need some posters. Yeah, we need, we're going to change this up. Uh, I'm de- I have some demands. Cool, let's do it. All right, like a shower curtain or something. <laughs> All right. A World Series banner. World Series banner? That would have been nice if you would have bought it. Anyways, we dig- we digress. Um, as you know, uh, we've been switching it up. Uh, it's a strange year, so uh, Curator's Chronicles has transitioned to I put a piece of memorabilia in a brown bag. Which works for uh, Facebook Live people, so right? definitely... So- if you're on Facebook Live, you could see it right now. It has a question mark and has a halo over it. <laughs> Something you used to do when you were in elementary school. You brought a show and tell item. Um, people in the class got to guess it. And 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 when I mean that, it's John and um, Daniel. They're going <laughs> to guess. Dude, right? um, John will definitely guess this one in two seconds. Daniel probably as well. Um, but uh, today I bring something that was actually given to me. By? By John. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> By John. So John's going to know it. So maybe hold back your uh, comments. But um, we're going to guess the item and then we'll kind of talk about the history and how it plays into kind of the fandom of the Angels baseball and how fans can contribute to the narrative of the game. So uh, you want to pass this thing around real quick? I already know what it is. If, you already know what it yeah. is. Don't talk. I didn't see it, but it, you. Yeah. It's not the matches. Or is it it's the not matches? the matches. John has given me some things. Oh, I think I know what it is. Yeah, Yeah, I already know what it is. Yeah, yeah. I know what it is. Anyway, I won't say it. I won't say it either. I know what it is. Easy one this week. Only because I've seen Chris play with it, like, I don't know how many times. All right. (laughs) Many of you Angel fans have probably never seen this uh, gadget. That's the thing that's pretty cool about it. Mm. It's kind of one of those things that's kind of, if you were a fan in the 80s. Well, that's the thing, though, too. So before you, like, I didn't even know this thing existed before I saw it the first time. Yeah, So, so. Right. I, I heard about this this little this gizmo this gadget this what you might call it um, years ago. Uh, my friend's parents actually worked with the guy over at Roar mm-hmm. in Riverside who created this, invented this, and from the from the folklore I've been told, he uh, sold the idea to the Angels. So from a fan concept to a giveaway, right? John was it a giveaway? Yeah, SGA, bro. It is called the Heavenly Halos. And so what you do with this thing, it's kind of like a noisemaker, and you uh, you spin it. So if you're on Facebook Live, you got to tune this in, right? You put it over your head, you spin it. And this was given out during the 1985 25th anniversary season. I think they actually, the guy sold them previously to the before the season started. But I think the Angels grabbed the concept and it was a giveaway. But I'll tell you what, I've never seen one of these in person until John brought this over. Yep. Um, it's kind of like one of those items that I could see it breaking. And a lot. That's probably what happened. Yeah. My, my friend was supposed to give me one, but he could never find it. It's one of those things. I've been, you know, all over different swap meets, never seen something like this. So um, it's kind of one of those things, though, that how a fan can contribute to like the memorabilia it's like, it's like the way. um the predecessor to the thunder sticks almost you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like yeah. people now know the thunder sticks because of the obviously the o2 world series but this is like the same thing but earlier and and um 
I th- honestly, I think a little more annoying. <laughs> oh yeah, no doubt. Oh, it's way better. Yeah, <laughs> way better. If you guys, if you guys watch the, the before the game, they, it's the uh, calling all angels uh, video montage. Yeah, there's a there's a clip where they're running onto the field. The angels are running onto the field, and they show the crowd waving the little heavenly halo. So next year, hopefully, if we're back at Angel Stadium watching games, and you want, they play that video. Be on the lookout for that little yellow circle. Those fans you, are waiting. And then you'll know exactly what it is. And, yeah. and for Facebook Live people, or even podcast people, we'll have this on our Facebook. Just go back and watch it again. You can fast forward to this part. But now you'll definitely know, A, what it looks like and, and what it sounded like. Yeah. All Thank right. you for tuning in to another edition of the Curator's Chronicles with me, Chris the Curator. Chris the Curator Johnson. Not Donald. <laughs> All right, see you next week. It's a beautiful day for a ball game. So, yeah, that was Chris, the curator Johnson, back by popular demand because, honestly, our emails are full of glad Chris is back and also also full of is he still going to be there? Is he alive? <laughs> I, uh, I honestly don't know why they want me, first of all. <laughs> but I also got to, you know, I got to, you know. Show up here and there and remain elusive. Yeah, exactly. Like Sasquatch. Yeah. All right. So we will jump into the emails again. You can always email us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Again, allangelspodcast at gmail.com. And now that the season's going, um, you might have questions about actual baseball, which is really cool and honestly really different. And and we definitely look forward to it. So first uh, emails from Duncan Healy uh, from Dead Horse. Dead Horse. He says, hey, guys, don't want to be the earth is falling guy. However, one in three is not how you want to start off um, early, but hitting with runners in scoring position seems to be the ongoing theme in the last few years with these guys. Does Rendon change things up, you think? Meaning, will he have a will he have made a difference in those four games? Curator is back for how long? Three question marks. <laughs> <laughs> Only Chris can answer that last one, and I don't know if he's going to say it out publicly. But he, he's got I don't a, know if I can commit to anything at this point. He is a con, he is a podcast by podcast. We have to continually renegotiate. I'll, yeah, we'll play it by ear, week to week. We got yeah, next week if his curator corner isn't set up the way he wants, he, he might, might just, just walk, walk away. Out. Yeah, yeah, he might just walk out on it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, obviously runner, runners in scoring position was a problem in Oakland. Uh, you know, it was just like, dude, they got runners in second and third or whatever, and they just can't get a fly ball with less than two outs, you know, to get a run home. So, yeah, and Rendon does kind of impact – he does impact the, the the lineup. Look what happened yesterday. You know, I'm, I know it was late in the game. It was kind of those, those two runs were tack on runs on the home run. But if Trout can get in, get on ahead of him, Rendon's a guy that can drive him in. And he, he adds that certain, like, you know, a guy that knows how to hit. Right, you know, it's not just so much that he can hit home runs and dr- hit doubles. It's a fact that you know he's a very good situational hitter. If he falls behind in the count, he's going to shorten shorten up his swing, put the ball in play. You know, and sometimes that's that's all you need when you're trying to score runs. You got a runner on third and less than two outs, and you know you're behind 0-2. These guys look like they're popping it up, trying too hard. Whereas Rendon will go the other way, hit it to the right side, drive the run in any way he can. So I do I do think Rendon would have made some kind of an impact. I'm yeah. not going to say that he, we would have won all four games, but maybe yeah. it changes something. I think Rendon does make an impact. Do I think? Rendon by himself makes the team go, you know, one for 10 with runner scoring position to like nine for 10. Yeah, no, 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 like 
he might he might pick up one of those hits or a fly but, ball. But, but yeah, and I think run. like okay, but if Rendon contributes in a way where it's like okay, instead of one for ten, he now you look at it now he goes two for ten in the right situation that can swing the whole game. So yeah, I think he goes better. But do I do I feel comfortable enough saying that they win all four games if he's there? No. Um, is it closer Sunday with Otani struggling? Probably. Is um, Friday maybe doesn't go to extra innings? Probably. But you know it's one guy. He only gets four or five at-bats per game. And if he gets one extra hit, then the guy that is already there, you know, obviously that's going to make an impact. It's just it's, it's so hard to say. Yeah, it is. It is. But thank you, Duncan, for sending in the email, and then as always. We will obviously keep on negotiating with Chris. Uh, Rob Lasting has our next emails. Hello, guys. Hope all is well. So aside from dropping three of four, Simba turning an ankle isn't good for him. However... Should I feel bad for not feeling too concerned if he misses time? I feel like we're okay with Fletcher and with Renjifo uh, uh, nearing a return. We're deep in the middle infield. I like Simba, but I'll miss him for more defensively for sure. P.S. Love hearing all three of you guys. Chris, Thank you. Chris, grab the mic. Go ahead. Thanks, Rob Blasting. That means a lot. It's good to be back. See, there you go. Yeah, we've hung out quite a bit, like a three times in one week, opening opening day and all that. So I know it's kind of just baseball, so, baby, so baseball, baseball. Yeah, and I think he's right. Like as much as like a fan favorite Andrelton is, like you know, you like him. He's a good guy. He's fun. Um, I don't think we're losing too much up the middle at all. I mean, you got Fletcher's going crazy right now, right? Fletcher, uh, I, I kid because it's a sixty game season, so obviously it probably won't mean as MVP. much. MVP, no, no, no. Yeah. four hundred. Oh, you're one of those guys, right? I mean, is it it being a 60 game season and he's already batting over 500? Yeah. I mean, is it unthinkable well, for him think, to hit? Well, think about like a season where somebody just balled out right half the season, and right? And then they faded it away half the other half, right? You just gotta stay hot, and exactly, he's he's staying hot right now, so. Yeah, I it's a possibility. I, yeah, <laughs> as much as like you have all those uh, Fletcher homers out there that are just like Fletcher, Fletcher, you know? Fletcher, Fletcher's the truth. But the guess truth. what? I don't know. He's looking pretty good. Okay, and, well, yeah, and I'm yeah. good with him up the middle. He needs to be in that lineup every day. No, absolutely. absolutely. And I, I'm with Rob as far as like you know. I think Simba. Um, I kind. I don't want to sound, you know, like a Richard here, but, um. <laughs> Like, he's missed so much time already. i kind of gotten accustomed to him not kind of being in the lineup that much, I guess. And don't get me wrong. I like the guy. Um, he had a few seasons there where he balled out offensively. Cause, I don't think he's that player, though. No, I don't. he's not. I and I think, think he caught, I think he caught fire those couple of seasons, and we kind of got spoiled with that. But, right. um, yeah, you're right. We're not missing much offensively. Defensively, yeah. I mean, I'd rather have Simba out there being the Simba at shortstop. But offensively at the plate – yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I no, don't, man, I don't think. Not, but you also have Fletcher, Gold Glove candidate last year at third yeah, base. Yeah, third base, and and honestly, I, you know, obviously, what you lose defensively from Simmons to Fletcher, it is, is, is it it's small. It's small, yeah. but I think what you gain from Fletcher to Simmons as far as right. offense, I think, is a bigger right. Uh, gain than it is a loss defensively, if that makes sense. Like, and, and he's right. We're deep in the infield. Uh, Renhipo. You have Renhipo. Renhipo can play have, different positions. He yeah. can play second, short, second, and third. Second, short, third. Um, um, you got Tommy LaStella. But now, yeah, exactly. Now you have a spot for Tommy. You got even guys who can play third base. and You know what I mean? So in the infield, we're good. So missing Simba, I don't think, is the deal breaker. 
sucks. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I'm not. He makes your team better, but I don't think it's that big of a step back with him being injured. Yeah, I I saw you get in. I saw you got into it on uh, Instagram with uh, an all angels team with Simba there. Well, I just didn't understand for (laughs) Gosi and him like. Simba's this and that. I'm like, Fergosi's been on the team 11 years, six-time All-Star, Golden Glove, so he can play defense. Angels Hall of Fame. Angel Hall of Fame. Simba's played four years with the Angels, and one of them was like injury plague. Yeah, it's definitely recency bias. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah sure. it is. Yeah, it's like, okay, when is the last time? It was just like, uh, if you you know, if you went back a few years, uh, Eric Ibar. Oh, yeah. Best, best uh, shortstop ever. Yeah. And then, you know, before that. Orlando Cabrera. Oh, my gosh. He was the David best. David Eckstein. David Eckstein is a... And Gary Ducercine. Yeah, yeah. 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 But it's for Gossi. Yeah. Man, fun. if... Honestly, if Fletcher plays shortstop for, let's say, moving a four, let's just say they don't pick up... They don't offer Simba an extension wow. at the end of the season, and Fletcher sits there in shortstop for three years. Right. I, then you got a case for then Fletcher. You, then Fletcher could probably be better than Simba, because when yeah. you take into the offensive... Uh, if he can keep going the way he's going. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, I you, I feel like Simba had a great offensive season, but then like the next year he came back and wanted his power. Like he tried, yeah, back, really hard. He's like backlegging everything, right? And, and yeah. I think Fletcher and it came out. Um, they asked Rendon um, after the the Tuesday game about Captain Fletcher. America? Yeah, exactly. I think and Fletcher or he talked about Fletcher and he said it pretty good. He he doesn't try to do too much. He knows what his job is. Yeah, and he does it. He doesn't go over. He doesn't overstep his boundaries, and he knows what his limitations are. And he knows he's not a player with a bunch of pops. He's so just going to try to get a hit. Let me go gap to gap. Yeah. Let me go down the lines. Let me get extra. Starting base up hit. my swing. Let me go to the right side. Put yeah, the ball in play. Yeah, and I think that's going to, in the long term, help him. And with him doing so good, you know, next year, do the can the Angels afford to say, "Sorry, Simba, we're not going to give you a big contract." Oh, I think and then so. they go out and they get somebody else because they got well, more money to spend. Especially because this IL, if it's more serious than the Angels are leading on and he misses a significant, again, 60-game season. So he's already missing 10 days. Let's just say he misses 15. I mean, that's what, that's like a fourth of the season. Yeah. So it's like, how are you going to make an honest judgment on a guy when he misses a fourth of the season and the year previously he was injured also? Right. No, so. I agree. Yep. So moving now to Steven Atwood. I think that's... That's a new guy, right? I yeah, haven't seen, I've, have, no, I haven't I haven't seen heard, that name. I haven't heard that name. Um, says, hello, guys. Well, so this is a two-parter. So we'll get to the second part after, but we'll talk about his first question first. Um, he says, hello, guys. Love the show. What are your thoughts on Shohei Otani's start? Uh, considering at all, or concerned at all, considering we saw him struggle in the inner squad games as well. Uh, you know, I... <laughs> The fact that he didn't get anybody out that didn't help. Um, that, that was the only thing. Like, did I expect yeah. him to go like seven innings of like shutout? No, ball? I didn't. No. I expected probably like oh, he'll have a rough, might have a rough start. He might go three. The dude didn't get an out, and the fact that he that walked, hurt. he walked three guys, and if I felt like he was in the same spot missing, I'm like, dude, like he just looked off. And well, let me ask you about this because I kind of I talked about it a little bit on Sunday, but you weren't there. His splitter, one of his better pitches that he has. He didn't throw one. What are, you, no. what are your thoughts well, about that? I think a, half of the reason he didn't throw one was he, he wasn't ahead of the count very much either. Right. You know, um, that's that splitter, a, you're looking for the guy yeah. swing and miss. You want you want to throw that in a 1-2 count, 0-2 count. You don't want to throw it when you're falling behind. You don't want to throw it in a 2-2 count typically unless you have supreme confidence in it. But he was just so out of whack. I don't think he, he wanted to kind of – he wanted to gain his control and not throw that splitter. Well, you, you, and you kind of, or uh, Madden kind of brought it up after the game. He feels like there was some kind of a mental, 
uh, I don't want to say like a mental block, but like there's something there where he has to work through and have confidence in his arm because again, yeah, their inner squad is one thing. And, and, and his first inner squad game, he actually even came out or Ipe, the translator said for him that it was weird for him to throw against guys on his own team. Right. So this is, so he's already kind of hesitant because of that. And then this is your first time in, in against the actual, you know, the other team. But again, A's are a really good offense. Um, you know, I think it's something that he needs to work through and have confidence that when he throws a splitter, when he throws a fastball, that his arm isn't going to fall off. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you hear right. all the time in, in, in other sports about guys in AC, um, with like ACLs yeah. or anything like that with the, with the knee. Like, it takes a little bit to have confidence where when you plant, the leg isn't going to buckle. And I think it's the same thing with a pitcher. You have to feel confident that when you throw, you're not going to feel a little twinge or a little pinch or whatever right. in, in the elbow. Um. I'm not concerned, concerned. I think if he has another outing where he doesn't get anybody out again, then right. you have a which little cause Sunday. for concern. Which will be Sunday. Right. They're continually doing the Shohei Sunday. So. so And it's going to be against Astros. And that's another good offense. So we'll see how that goes. But as far as me being, you know, oh, my God, what are the Angels going to do without Shohei Otani being Shohei Otani on the mound? I'm not there yet. I'm not overly concerned. I am concerned a little bit. I would have liked to have seen him go more than one not even one inning. I would have liked to have seen him get at least one out. You know what sucks though is like that first out's going to be recorded in his next, hopefully, in his next start, and then you're going to see his ERA. Because technically, you look it up, his ERA is like infinity, un- infinity, because yeah. he hasn't got an out yet. Yeah. So no, I'm not overly concerned to answer your question. What's part two? What? Or I'm going to ask Chris. What do you feel about the whole Shohei struggling uh, in Oakland on Sunday? Sorry, guys. For you Facebook Live visitors, I had to change my uh, camera angle and get me over here in the corner in front of this uh, 17-inch TV to my right. Um, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of anticipation. Um, But if you remember Otani... Um, in spring training, what last year? His first spring training, he first struggled. First he struggled. Oh, it was bad. terrible. Yeah. Any and I heard this on a lot of media sources. Anybody not named Shohei Otani would not have made the Angels that year based oh. off that performance. Oh yeah, no, yeah. So I meant, I don't know. He's a kind of a slow starter. No, I think I meant it was promising last night to see that double. Yeah. Off the wall. Um. So that's good. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Like you said, Daniel, you're like, I didn't expect too much from it. I didn't expect him to be that bad. Right. I think that's the thing. And it wasn't... It, but the, I guess the most promising thing out of all that was to see Matt Andrees come in. That, oh, no, yeah. That was like, a good thing. wow, that was a good pickup. He and um, Matt, Matt Andrees, uh, University of California, Riverside, where we're at. Didn't so that was nice. Our, and he went to a Rev. Rev East Valley. Maybe. I know he was a big stud out of Rev. Um, played with a fellow coworker of mine, but um, yeah, it was right. nice to see him come in and just dominate. And, and, it shows, you're, and he's like what six on the depth chart for him to come in. And well, do he that. no, he was planning to be the fifth starter. Yeah, so so um, he he was a guy that, and credit to him because I'm sure when he got to the ballpark that day, he wasn't thinking like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have to pitch you know five innings. Yeah, he had nothing to lose, and he went out there and pitched like he didn't. So yeah. I'm, great I'm job. gonna be really interesting to see how he is um, when he when he has his own start, hopefully coming up in the next uh, weekend. Um, so the second part of the question from Steve Atwood, and, and Chris is definitely going to want to stay on for this one. He's all, I have a question for the curator, but I think Johnny could probably uh, talk about it also. Um, I have a 1961 official scorecard of a game between the Angels and the White Sox at Wrigley Field. It was given to me by my wife's boss, whose father was a press 
box attendant at Wrigley and then later at Dodger Stadium. Is there any significant value for something like that? Not that I'm looking for money. I'm just curious. I think it's really cool. Ah, uh, yeah. So, Curator. What was the year again? 61? 61. 61, first year. I have that program slash scorecard. I think it has Hawthorne Bank and savings on the front. It's the you know. But is it a scorecard like sponsor. in the dugout scorecard or like a? It sounds like, this one sounds like a scorecard, scorecard from the press box. Yeah, exactly. From the press box. Well, he said that his his wife's his boss father, okay, was a press was box, box attendant. attendant. At Wrigley Field. Ooh, okay. That complicates the issue. So it looks like so it was just like a re- regular program with the insert. No, like it, it sounds like my a my great grandpa took a score on it by hand. No. It sounds like something. Yeah, we're, looking, we're looking like yeah. at a thirty to forty dollar deal. Um, if it's one, it sounds like a one of one yeah. kind yeah, of deal. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. A that's one of one. Like. Yeah, it has a little value to it. Uh, like we were talking about before the show, we kind of bounced that question off. Uh, yeah, you're not going to retire off it. Um, but it's a, it's like, sounds like a couple hundred dollar deal. It's something that an angels collect. I would buy it. A very uh, big time collector um, that collects anything before 2002. Right. Um, would be interested in that. <laughs> right. Like uh, if, we, you, if you told me, I'd be like, how much you want? Yeah. For it? You I'd be interested I mean? in it. For sure. Just to have, know that that was in the press box. Right. At Wrigley. At Wrigley. And, and not the one in Chicago for people that don't realize that Wrigley yeah. Field in yeah. uh, the, South the, Central Los Angeles. Yeah, the, Los the, Angeles, Angels, the Los Angeles What's Angels up? original. Yeah, yeah so in. so that that is a cool piece. That is something yeah. that you do not see every day. I've never seen one on eBay. I've never seen mm-hmm. one out through all my travels or anything. So yeah. very cool piece. I would frame it. I would mat it. I'd put it on the wall in my fan cave. Just hold on to it. It's not like it has. It doesn't have tremendous value or anything. But like you no. said, though, like you're not you're not going to retire off it. But like, but it's not something you're going to run into. Yeah, often. it's pretty rare, especially if it's an official scorecard from like the score. The official scorer, mm-hmm. yeah, then yeah, dude, that's, that's part of that's baseball nice. history, especially Wrigley Field. It only housed Major one League year. Baseball one season, one season. So there are only like that, what, that, that alone, 80, 80, what, 80 from, eighty-one of those cards. I'm not saying like yeah. anything from that, you know, Wrigley Field in L.A. Yeah, anything from there is going to have some kind of value just because, like you said, yeah, yeah it's, it's not like it's still going on. No, there's a still, rarity to still, it. Eighty, uh, yeah, eighty-one of those cards and. Forty of them are probably thrown in the trash. When they nobody left, when cared. They left, when they left the nobody cared about memorabilia. Yeah. Um. So for that to make it through all that time, it'd yeah, be cool. cool piece. It, Steve, if uh, you can take a picture, yeah, but say, uh, yeah, send it. We'll post it on our yeah. Instagram. That'd be awesome. We'd love um, that. Uh, you think Tom Duino has one? I don't. I don't think Tom does. That'd be cool. I'm gonna. I want to ask Tom. Tom, if you're listening, um, let us know. If not, I'll text him. I kind of. I'm kind of curious now. To see if maybe he's seen one before or he knows Shouldn't about one. one. He'd be actually the one guy that can answer that question better for you. Yeah. So, cool. Thanks, Good man. Question. Thanks, Steve. That was really cool. And it's cool, too. It's off, like, the regular topic of yeah. this baseball. But mm-hmm. getting back to baseball, Edward Vizcaino. Hey, guys. Rough start up in Oakland. Would have wanted to split at best. Not going to get easier with Houston coming up next. But I feel like our schedule is pretty tough. It, it is. I mean, the way, you, you, you got Oakland. You got Houston. Texas always gives us problems. And like Chris had mentioned, you know, even the Mariners are the Mariners. They seem to play us tough all the time. So it's not an easy schedule. And then you got the National League West. You got the Dodgers. You got the Potters who are no slouches. They're actually playing pretty good. The Giants beat the Dodgers twice in the four-game set. And the Rockies just swept the A's, something we couldn't. Oh, did they really? Yeah, they swept the A's today. They beat them today. So, man, the Rockies are playing good. So, I mean, yeah, it's a tough schedule. We're not the central. 
you know, where it's kind of. God, I wish it, I, I wish Right. Were. It's not the National League East, like the Marlins over there. Ugh. What, I, what I would say, though, too, like, obviously Houston coming into town, like you said, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, I don't think they were slated to uh, see Verlander, but the news of his injury and, and yeah, kind of— us out. It, I mean, it helps in the long run because right. if you remember, and again, way back in the spring training when we had, or I had beat writers on or people that covered <laughs> the team, um, we had Chandler Rome from the Houston Chronicle. And one That's of the things right, I yes. asked him was, you know, with this team, what's one of the weaknesses? And he said the pitching, because if anything happened to Granke or Verlander, there wasn't a lot of uh, depth. Uh, yeah, depth, or, or, you know, they have high touted prospects but nothing proven yeah you're, I, think, you're, I think you said there's no proven pitcher behind those guys sound familiar so so if verlander is out for an extended period of time um that helps the angels and that, that's kind of why i said earlier that's why i feel like the ace could again if verlanders is out for the rest of the year um the ace could be the number one in the division yeah anything can happen especially like you said uh, an injury to a guy like Verlander in the long run is definitely going to make an impact, not just on the Astros, but in the whole division. And anyone that's playing that division, even the National League West, even, you know, the Dodgers won't have to face Verlander. And So, yeah, well, it, it makes a difference. Too, like the NL West, Dodgers, Padres are on fire. Colorado's a team that can get on, that can catch on fire. at the, and they, they some hitters. The yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it is a tough schedule. Um Central is probably the easiest. Oh, God. <laughs> the East is probably, I don't know, now that, that half the teams, it seems like <laughs> in the East are shut down, and we actually do have a question about that coming up. But, um, yeah, you know, Angels have a tough schedule, but so does everyone else. So you kind of hope that they can take advantage of teams like um, Seattle that they're playing now mm. and, and, and you know, uh, not lose a series or, or lose a lot of games to those guys. Yeah. That's definitely, I feel like, what it's going to come down to. Next email, Trevor Billings, season in full swing. Let's keep our fingers crossed that it lasts. Yeah. And kind of like what I was saying before, how do you guys feel about, uh, how you guys feel about the Marlins situation? We were talking about it. Uh, Mason and Ireland reported, not reported, but you know, on their show, they talked about how, you know, 29 of the teams have not had w one positive case in the last week. Uh, and the Marlins have 18. So something that they did wrong, something that something that kind of like, you know, they let someone in their bubble or, you know, or they may maybe some there's reports and it's not validated that maybe they had gone out on, on the town in Atlanta yeah. the, the series before they actually started in Philadelphia um, reports that they might have gone to a bar or something like that. And one guy I gave can, it to another. And there that's you go. The thing, too, like it's. It is like a fire. Like if yeah. one guy sparks it, it can spread pretty quickly. Right. So it's it sucks. And I think if baseball pretty much said we're going to keep playing. Um, but if this happens to another team and then another team, then we have a problem. Yeah. I think the best thing that happened or not the best thing, but I guess the positive that came out of this is that it is kind of centralized to the Marlins. Yeah. It's not, um, you know, the Phillies could have been affected. The, um, you know. Obviously, the Phillies are, are fine, and they're going to kind of go on with their schedule, but... Um, the Nationals, I think they have... The Nationals could have been affected, but also, um, what am I thinking? Uh, the schedule is going to be all jacked up now, because right. the Marlins aren't going to play a game until Tuesday. Right. And it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of works its way out. So what ended up happening is um, the Phillies um, are off now, too, right? So now the Orioles, who are going to play the Phillies, are playing the Yankees. Yankees so, it's which, just the ever-evoving schedule is, of 2020. This is 2020. Yeah. Let's yeah. just leave it at that. Yep. 
Did Chris have anything? He grabbed his mic. I feel like the Marlins should forfeit. That's what all their games. That's what they said on Mason Iron. They said Honestly, just, just forfeit all their games because they bad. suck. They suck anyway. And then count those. They were first place. Yeah, can't count those they games as a, count those games as a win for every other team. No, that they, was they to need to forfeit. It's just like a, yeah, the whole team's forfeit. sick and yeah. you can't feel the team. Because how do you have eight? Because that's cases that's of, gross negligence. It on is their part. It is one hundred. It's not like oh, a guy just happened to come down no. with it. it just you know it just sucks Some, they didn't do an something act of god because even if one guy had it how did it spread to 18 how did no. that guy not get to what did you guys do wrong nah. that 29 other teams did they're, it they're up in the club right so <laughs> they probably were you heard it here first that you heard it here first. Then, confirmed but it. then why aren't you reaching down to your like minor league system those guys are eager and hungry well, to play. and that's let them come up that's, that's why they had the taxi squad but and you know their major league teams already mi- yeah, a minor they're not that team, even so. there and there's not gonna be that much of a difference yeah you're right well, even though they were in first place, yeah, I, I was interested how. to see. But they only have to win a few games to be yeah, in first exactly. place. They right took now. they took two or three from Philly, which I don't think anyone thought it was going to happen at the beginning of the year. True. Um, but let me ask you this because you see this a lot on social media, and it's revisionist history. And I think it's the easiest thing in the world to be a mon- Monday morning quarterback about it. But do you think the MLB should have done a bubble like the NBA? The, uh, they wanted to. They wanted but to, the but player, I just don't think it's the feasible. Play, the players union. Uh, Right away said no, which which is fine because that's what they're there for. But um, yeah, I just don't think it was possible unless you centralize these guys in their complexes in Arizona. But even that's not possible, dude. It's really hard to do that. Is there a complex in Arizona that has five Dormit- major league stadiums with dormitories, with hotels, no. with that? Well, no, no. not only that, not but in, no, no one gonna, no one wants to play in 110 degree no. heat. No. And, 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 and even okay, at the middle night, of August. It's, it's yeah, then like, find me a complex in California. You're not going to find that. You're not going to no, find enough. It's, it's, it's impossible. You're not going to find enough. And even when they're talking about, okay, we'll centralize it in, in Arizona and Florida. Those are probably the two hardest yeah. hits so far with COVID. And even still, you're not, you're not both Bubbling them like the NBA. The NBA is a game that gets played inside of a build, a small building. You can a you lot, can play in a, a gym. Yeah, but I'll say a smaller. Right. I mean, you could put. You know. You could probably put two NBA courts in a in a baseball stadium if you really wanted to try. Yeah. And it's so. just it, and it's and it's the funniest thing in the world you see on social media. Like guys like, oh, they should have done a bubble. And, oh yeah, yeah. Where, where where would you have uh, put it? I don't know. That's not my. I'm like, and, well then. And NBA, there's 12 players on an NBA team. Yeah. 12 okay. players on a team. Yeah, so. Yeah. So easy to to put them up in dorms. Yeah, amidst all the faults of MLB, Rob Manfred, and all that, I can't fault him for not doing a bubble. It's just it would be too just damn not hard. Work. It'd be yeah. too hard. Those yeah, the teams I'm at, like the, the, the rosters are too big. What are, what the are we looking at? Roster, play on yeah. is too big. Yeah, it, it would have been outdoor. Really it's there's so much. Yeah, right, yeah. I mean, you can play just like, like the NFL is like I'm not going to the bubble. They're not going to do a bubble. It's just, the NFL is yeah, even worse because there's fifty. Hockey can do a bubble. Yeah, I mean NFL is like fifty something players. Yeah, so yeah, that's gonna be impossible. But no, I just you know I, I I think it's the easiest thing in the world to look back and be like, oh yeah, they should have done this and that. And yeah. It's like yeah, you say it now, but if the Marlins didn't, what whoever that single Marlin guy was that decided to go out, or maybe a couple, um, allegedly, um, you know, if they don't do that. Then everything's fine and everything's like, oh, this is working great. So you know, it, it's just the just easiest. remember these these people that say that are the same people they want to trade Justin Upton for, like, you know, Zach Granke. Everybody, yeah, you Justin know. Upton for the the next hot prospect. Sounds like a solitary. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would take it, but I don't know if the yeah. other guy would. Right. Okay, so the last one from Lamar Washington. He says, "What's good, my dudes? Wow, we're, we're, I feel like we're close now." <laughs> um, what do y'all think about Joe kind of jumping the gun on some pitching moves early on? I ain't trying to be one of them guys that question the manager every move, 
but he pulled Andres when he was dealing, and I feel like he should uh, have left Sandoval. Get that last out last night, uh, Monday night, just in case when you're wondering when yeah. you're, you're hearing, or Tuesday night. Tuesday night. When you're hearing this. Um, is it him just trying to preserve his pitchers or him trying to figure out what he has to work with? Um, that Andres one was a little questionable on my end. I know Chris Hobie Milner is 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 oh man, you beat me to it. Hot in your in your head, but um, Matt Andres, I mean, he was dealing and his pitch count wasn't very high. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know, I don't I don't fault. I mean, I'm not gonna criticize Joe yet. I mean, we're what five games into the season, so I think part of it is trying to see what he has. You know, you got to remember they didn't have a full spring training either. You know, they didn't play all their games, so. And then they played only three games and then shortened summer camp. So he's still, I think, trying to see what guys can do in what situations. And the fact that he has a bigger or deeper pitching staff, yeah. he's more to go to the bullpen than not. So I don't know if they're questionable. I just think. Well, I mean, you look at, you look at it in, in, in spots. So Andrew Heaney opening day. I kind of, and I kind of talked about this. He hadn't pitched in a real competitive setting for like 11 days because he was dealing with back stiffness. So, of course, you're going to be kind of a shorter leash on him on the day he pitches. Right. Uh, you move forward to Bundy. I think Bundy, oh, he, he, was... he, he could have probably gone another couple out. But you know what? He was dealing, though. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That, that's the one I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's the one where he's like, oh, I got to protect my arm, my veteran arm, because you've seen a lot of these veteran injuries coming. So maybe that kind of shook him. Otani, obviously, you pull him. But the Andres thing, he he wasn't like, I don't, like I said earlier, I don't think he came to the park thinking like, oh, I'm going to pitch today. Right. No. So, no. you know, maybe he Madden knew that and he didn't want to prolong it. I don't know. But, like, a lot of these guys, I, I, I think, you know, his bullpen moves have been kind of suspect. But as far as pulling the, the starters when they did, um, Patrick Sandoval wasn't planning to be that starter. It was because, only because of Andres that pitched the Otani day is the reason why he was there. Otherwise, he wouldn't he would have just been a long, long guy out of the bullpen. And now you see that, too, because uh, Patrick Sandoval got optioned today um, for another bullpen. Uh, Luke Bard came up. And I yeah. think that kind of shows that um, – uh, uh, Julio Tehran is probably going to be up once oh, yeah. Yeah. once that spot in the rotation comes back again next week. I think it's probably going to be filled by Julio. And so there's no point in holding a pitcher on your roster that isn't going to contribute and is going to be end, end up being an option for another pitcher. Might as well put a bullpen guy out there to give you more depth there. Right. Uh, Chris, what do you think about Hobie Milner? Oh, Hobie. <laughs> Hobie. Uh, I love the you. name. Let me tell you how uh, frustrated we all were. We watched the game. Uh, opening day was back in Halo Haven, um, the uh, OG spot of everything where it all started. Um, but we um, we uh, we left uh, with a terrible feeling, and that feeling was uh, named Hobie Milner. <laughs> um, we're trying to get a Hobie Milner jersey as we speak. You know, we probably get a little custom G- game talk. use. Yeah, but um, that guy was throwing like maybe seventy two. And we joked, we're like, man, we could we could have crushed that guy. Like, I feel like <laughs> you I said that. I'd be like, oh hell no. Yeah, Trust and in, in like in our vintage league that we've talked about, like we're using dude, the know, dude from Long Beach threw harder than that. Bats. That left, yeah, that, that lefty, lefty from, from Long Beach, Long Beach throwing yeah. throwing gas, right? Yeah. Um, I think Hobie 
I don't know, man. I don't want to put him down, but he's just not major league ready. And, and to go to him on on opening day in that spot, I I do question Joe on that because I mean, we saw. I think we saw Hobie in some B league game during spring training in Goodyear. Right? In Goodyear, yeah. And I remember him, and I'm like, ah, I just I don't know. Yeah. Well. And Hobie, yeah, I don't know. If it's the name or whatever it is. I was calling him a boogie boarder, <laughs> phenom. You know the Hobie brand. I don't know. It was just very sad that, like, of all the people you go to, you go to Hobie Milner. It, and it had to be on opening day too, right? Of That's course, not... we lost like that, right? He threw what one pitch? One pitch, one pitch. and it was crushed. Right. <laughs> it was crushed. Dude. We had an A's fan hitting us up, and there's nothing I could say. Well, I just said, well, yeah, when you're lobbing it up like that, I mean, shit, I could have crushed it with my 44 yeah, ounce bat. Man. Yeah, I feel like I can throw 60 right now. <laughs> He's like what 12 miles over that. Uh, so, what what do you think overall about the pitching moves as far as you know? Taking guys out early, do you think it's you know? I don't. Right? I think right now, I think it's just I. I don't know. I I can't answer the question as of like why he did it or or what his thought process was. Um, other than trying to see what he's got out there. Um, but at at the same time, I question that reasoning too because in this type of a season, you can't afford to say who do I got. I'm going to go to Hobie Milner early. In a regular well, in you, a regular you, you season, at, you at the do. time, at the time, you used kind of two of your big yeah. He was, guys. Going, he was going to a lefty lefty. I understand yeah, that reason, but you already used Robles. You already used Buttree. Yeah, I don't think maybe he had used Middleton yet. Maybe but. he was saving Middleton because you were going to need a save because they were on the road. So right. maybe you were saving Middleton for, for that save. save opportunity. Right, and that, that and that goes to me. Not I can't answer why he did it because a lot of things have to fall in place. A lot of things happen in that game, but I don't know. I mean. I think Andres could have stayed out there for sure. Bundy could have stayed out there for sure. I can't sure. wait till Andres gets a full start yeah. his next time um, through because I think that's going to be really cool to see. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not hating on Joe. I'm not even going to question him really yet. I, I mean, you kind of think about it like, why do you do that? Um, if it keeps happening and it keeps backfiring, tell me this, though. If he pulls, does these moves, let's say Hobie, he did put Hobie Milner and he struck out Olsen. What would we, what would we be saying right now? It was wow, like the I didn't see that. I'd have on. a Hobie t-shirt right Yeah, now. <laughs> right? So it's just one of those deals where he went yeah. with his gut and it just it backfired, you know? Do you think Hobie Milner pitches again as an angel? I haven't seen him since. Did he get optioned? No. No. He's in there. I think he, I think he does just because of the situation of the season. I think there's a there's going to be some some point where you're going to need a guy just to kind of eat up innings and there you go. Whether because you're up a lot or down a lot, I think. At that still... point, you throw uh, Jared Walsh in there. Yeah, maybe. If he's still up with the team. Yeah, I mean. Got the start the, tonight. The interesting the interesting thing about, I guess, coming up, we're a weekend. And so this time next week, I believe they're going to be pretty close to having to cut two guys. Not cut, but um, option two guys. Um, down to the alternative site. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who those two guys are. Then, obviously, two weeks after that, then you're going to be down to your kind of final 26. And so, right. um, do I think Hobie makes it those four spots? Probably not. Right. No, he probably won't. Um, unless, unless you know, the next time he comes out, he goes lights out for the next, like, two or three appearances. And, yeah, maybe. But if you want that lefty, I think Bookster is, like, a whole hell of a lot better. Yeah, he's gotten more, I think, uh, <laughs> yeah. um more innings than, yeah. than, oh, yeah. than yeah. Holmner. Oh, obviously, yeah. more innings than Holmner. Yeah. But, but all right. Well, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. I'm just glad we are in the season to uh, talk about this stuff because 
uh, talking about inner squad games got really boring really quickly. Yeah, no, we're we're actually in the swing of things, and things count, and stats count, and wins and losses count, and now guys are actually trying to score runs and not kind of lollygagging out there. So right. it's fun, it's fun. So that's gonna that's it for the emails, right? That's that's, that's all a lot. That was the last one. Yep. Yep. So if you guys have any emails that you guys want to send in to us, you can always do that at allangelspodcast at gmail dot com. That's allangelspodcast at gmail dot com. That's where we usually answer most of the. Uh, email questions you can also dm us if you want if you're on instagram our instagram facebook twitter instagram and twitter is the same halo underscore haven facebook just look up halo haven you'll find the what's well, um, the there's two there's, there's like uh, a fan site or fan like uh, fan message page. board kind of deal and, and group, group page and then the actual like um Stuff that we post and where you can see this uh, right. uh, live stream and stuff like that. Exactly. So hit us up on all those social platforms if you want. And uh, shout out to our sponsors again, Ace Out. They donated two hats for us to yeah, uh, do we, what we, we want. We, uh, we, we that, that giveaway actually worked out really, really well. Yeah. Um, we will probably have another giveaway for you non-Apple users. We got, yeah. we got a little bit of feedback from that, but um, that will come down the line. And before we go, um, an update again. Maybe maybe John or Chris can start a uh, giant like thermometer type of uh, thing going on, but I just looked up uh, the strikeouts. So if you are familiar with what we are doing with the Tyler Skaggs Foundation, we are donating a dollar for every strikeout. The Angels um, throw this season. Um, and so as we record this right now, uh, was it Tuesday right before just at first pitch, uh, or Wednesday at first pitch, the Angels have struck out 47 batters. Dang, 47 bucks. There we go, in a week, or less than a week, so... We'll see how it goes, um, but I think you know either way it's going to a really good, um, a really good cause. So absolutely, we'll, yeah. we'll see how it goes, and we'll just kind of keep on uh, tallying up as it goes um, throughout the season. Awesome, yeah. So that's going to do it for us this week. Again, allangelspodcast at gmail dot com. Rate us, subscribe us. You know, five stars. Help us out. Help us out. A style clothing. Uh, thank you guys for the giveaways and ten uh, percent off. Use Halo, uh, Halo Haven as a promo code. Halo Haven as a promo code. Instagram. If you go on the bio on our bio, the link is in our bio. There's an actual Halo Haven collection. So check that out. <laughs> check that out, and uh, you can pick out your hat. And if you have friends who don't like the Angels and they're Dodgers or Yankees fans, they have hats for them as well. So other than that, that's gonna wrap it up for us this week. We we'll will be back Sunday. Sunday, then again Wednesday. So. I am Johnny Banks. I'm Dan Garcia. Chris the Curator Johnson. And you've listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.